All right, so we're having a little getting the app to work out here in another circle, maybe because the each app entry is GPS geolocated, and this is such a big project that it can't we it can't figure out where we are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny because the to me the most the best part of this project, another circle by Randall Ash, is that um, their construction document consisted of a image on an iPhone that had every stone located with a with a GPS location, and that's all the contractor needed. There were no drawings. There were it was just here, go put stones at these locations, and that to me is the best the best part of this project was that drawing. Another circle by Aranda Lash responds to the strong natural and architectural elements present in Millrace Park, tying the Round Lake, the People Trail, and the river together with a new three and a half acre stone circle composed of 1,100 salvaged Indiana limestone cutoffs. So within the circle, the stones are placed, stacked, or arrayed to create a theater and areas for discussion, games, and relaxation, a loose gathering of function inside a scattering of stones. So there's, they, and they said in their presentation, it wasn't about setting up, like, very specifically, here is an arena or here is a place to watch movies, but it was about setting stones in places that people could then create a use out of them as they experienced them and sat with them and visited the park with their friends. I think the notion with, of this circle was to be very social, so people would come with groups and, and sort of use the stones as they felt like when they I mean, were in the park. And it seems like they set up their spaces placed, given the position of some of the stone slabs, yeah. as though they're reclining areas. They're late reclining areas, definitely. Um, and there's a, I'm at a loss for what it's called, but I was at an art show in Minneapolis where they talked about how they were walking this one path and someone deliberately stacked Mm-hmm. stones mm-hmm. in the pathway and they were purposely placed because it doesn't occur in nature yeah. and there's very much the same kind of attitude here yeah where you stack but the, the, what's different here than that what i heard them talk about and i have to look it up and remind myself what it's called this stacking occurred out of like you're just walking in this path and there's this unexpected stacking where right. here there is this very intentional that you know that somebody did that here but because it is ubiquitous in 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 many places in this site it's less um, awe-inspiring it -hmm. seems very Mm -hmm. well constructed it's very constructed right yeah very well conceived not a place where you come along a path and just break from this environment this is very much loud and very well like placed it is intentional it's sort of skirting this line of trying to be loose collections, but if you were to see it in plan, again, if you were to experience this space in plan, it is inscribing a circle right next to another very intentional man-made circle of the, the Millrace Park Pond. I think standing here in the middle of it, it's hard to see it as a circle. So I, you know, I think if um, experiencing this project in plan is probably the most, in many ways, the most interesting reading of it. Although at the opening party, I did sit out here and I sat and reclined against one of the stones with a nice bourbon in my hand and it was lovely. And that's the other thing. If we were standing, Ken and I are standing right now, if we were to sit down, it'd be a different experience of this. It very much exists within this very flat, human-occupied space of the Midwest. And To me, in that way, it is Midwestern. It occupies this very short band of habitable space between ground and sky. So maybe we should lay down on the ground. And <laughs> you know, what's interesting about Stonehenge, right, is there's a mysticism in, in yeah. Stonehenge, right? Yeah. This one, there's nothing mystical about it. You have to read the text 
to know that these were geo placed. It's like a there was a <laughs> an airplane flying overhead with Indiana. What's this? What's the stone again? Indiana limestone. Indiana limestone that fell out of the sky and just dropped into the <laughs> nice. earth. Nice. That's actually a nice idea. <laughs> but now, when you said Stonehenge, it just suddenly made me think of. Um, Spinal, this is Spinal Tap yeah. and the little Stonehenge that comes down on stage and they dance around it. Now I want to do a little sort of dancey jig of uh, ritual around it. <laughs> yeah, and the one criticism of the project that we heard, and, and I'm, I'm not sure if, if it dawned on them that this was relative to that experience, but uh, on uh, Jewish cemeteries, yeah. is how this felt very much like even just even tipped over headstones in a cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can see that. They do. They, you can oh. see a little bit of a, like you said, a scattering from an airplane or a yeah. knocking over of something that was not supposed to be laying flat. You, and, can, you can maybe see that. And it's interesting, you know, the what we allow in art mm -hmm. for someone to bring their own experiences to that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think architects miss that, mm -hmm. and that's what happens. We come to these projects, we bring our own experiences, and we see things that maybe wasn't that weren't intended, but. We have to grapple with those situations and the way these stones stack mm -hmm. and you can know in Jewish cemeteries and you mm -hmm. and like uh, Enrique reminded us last yeah. night yeah. at the end of Schindler's List when they're put, stacking stones yeah. on the uh, those who were murdered in concentration camps. So there is that feeling here. I think that, you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of what we could sum up about the professional pieces is a, it's a collection of almosts, mm -hmm. almost perfect. Like, mm -hmm. There's something functionally limiting about not extending. I think that you know, there's like in the model, the presentation of the, of the wiki, beautiful model, yeah. almost, and then something, something fell flat. I'm pretty sure this project was initially intended, at least from the drawings, to extend into the pond, but yeah. something happen you know to me that sort of asks the, the what, what are our expectations of temporary installations for exhibits like exhibit Columbus because when it comes to building you have we, we expect them to perform on a level that is high right they have to meet life safety stuff they also have to set our hearts afire yeah. you know what do we expect of exhibits and I, I continue to think that exhibits like exhibit Columbus or even biennial whatever that those are good ways to have conversations about architecture, but what are we bringing a expectation of completeness to them when they are really experiments, where when people experiment with actual buildings that people have to live their lives in, it's a lot easier to say, hey, don't experiment on my my dime, right? right. <laughs> you know, I, I think... But I think... Uh, uh, it was a competition. It was an actual competition, so it was an actual yes. competition. So I think when you're, you're looking at competition submissions, there's an expectation that what is awarded should get built. Yes. Well, I guess that, you know, the jurors are professional architects and they, designers, and they know the difficulties and challenges of bringing something from conception to reality. Right. But then there's that mirror house that we saw that was in, was it Detroit? We didn't see it. The that, Flint Flat Lot. The Flat. The Flint Flat Lot competition. Right. Yes. The model, the, the rendering was Beautiful, exquisite. It was exquisite. I wanted that to be absolutely. Built. The execution of that was horrific. Embarrassing. It was embarrassing. <laughs> so I think, you know, we have to either temper our design ideas. Yeah. And, and our renderings. And our renderings, <laughs> and say this is what we can execute, but this yeah. is what's going to be in my portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it will be. This is what it will be 
in virtual reality. This is the ultimate, what will be constructed reality. You know, as designers, I think I don't like flimflamming. I'm not like, sure what you mean by flimflamming. I don't like con- <laughs> I don't like architectural con jobs. I don't either. <laughs> but I also respect I can, that it, it takes a lot more work to make something yeah. than to talk about something that somebody else made. Yeah. Also, oh. I just want to point out. She just cut me down. I'm standing here at the Mill Race Pond, and it's evening, it's dusk, and the fish are just starting to come up and snap at the bugs that are near the surface, and they are creating other circles all over the circle surface of this circular pond. 